This is the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, episode number 209. Hey there, Vegeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthier plant-based lifestyle. I am one of your hosts, Vicki. And this is Larissa. Now, we've got an exciting episode for you today. Recently, we received an email from Andy Hayes. Who is Andy Hayes, you might ask? He is the owner of a loose-leaf tea company in Portland, Oregon called Plum Deluxe Tea. Interesting side note and bit of trivia, Larissa wants to live in Portland. <laughs> Just because she's I love been. the show Portlandia. So I actually <laughs> want to live in Portlandia, I think. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it does sound like a cool place. So now um, when Andy reached out to us, we were really excited to hear that he learned about us from a customer and are very happy to have him on the podcast to share the mission of his company, which by the way, it's amazing. And to teach us a few things about buying, brewing and enjoying tea, because I I mentioned to him that the extent of my knowledge really goes to pretty much Lipton tea bags. <laughs> <laughs> brew hot and then serve cold and he talks a little bit about why you shouldn't do that either in our episode so without further ado let's bring on andy hey andy welcome to the show thanks thanks for having yeah, me it's, uh, so, it's uh, gonna be a lot of fun i think yeah this yeah, is so glad to have you here yeah this is a great topic uh because as i mentioned to you andy when we talked a little bit ago i don't know a whole lot about tea and i would love to know more about tea because i do love tea but i'm i grew up on lipton bags <laughs> So <laughs> a lot of people did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My dad, my dad grew up drinking the, the, uh, crystals. Oh, that's even better. Oh, tasty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Andy, yeah, with the fake lemon. <laughs> fake lemon, the fake lemon. Yeah. That's the fake great. lemon. Yeah. All right, Andy, why don't you tell us a little bit about your company and a little bit about yourself as well? Well, I am the founder of Plum Deluxe, uh, which is a online tea company. Um, but we're more well-known just for our web presence. Uh, we have, I've been running a blog for about 10 years that's talking about what it means to create moments that matter. So I have a tech background. You know, I used to work at uh, one of the now largest software companies in the world. And I did these huge, you know, million-dollar website technology projects and found myself um, – squeezed through two different corporate acquisitions, which was not very fun. For mm. those of you who have been through those, you probably are nodding your head. Um, <laughs> and ended up in a really negative uh, work environment. Um, so much to the point that it actually made me ill. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, so I had a lot of um, stress, and he- stress and health issues from uh, just being in a bad work, you know, bad workspace. People that were emotionally abusive, um, you know, just a really terrible place to work. And that um, was a great thing that happened to me because it made me realize that I needed to be the person in charge of deciding what my career and my future was going to be like. And um, for years, people had told me I should start my own business because I was, I I thought on my feet well. And I always thought that uh, I couldn't be trusted with such a responsibility. You know, I'm like, you know, my (laughs) life, I couldn't be trusted. But this, um, you know, kind of negative experience in my life showed me that maybe that I had that kind of backwards. So I left, uh, I left that uh, career, not, didn't know what I was going to do, had no idea that I was going to be, ended up making tea. (laughs) But um, just, you know, I knew I wanted to be a writer. I liked writing. Um, I had this blog that had developed a following. And so I just kept writing because I thought, well, you know, I'll figure it out eventually. 
and I took I took different projects here and there to you know pay the bills, uh, and did different things on the blog. As as you guys know, there's lots of different ways to kind of you know make that a business. And so I think I tried all of them. We <laughs> what was that original do, blog about, Andy? If you don't mind me asking. Well, well, from the from day one, because I um I was born in the states, but I lived in Europe most of my life, and mm-hmm. so the blog was kind of a way for me to share things uh, with people, you know, friends back home that were curious. But the oh. blog articles were really on a bent about what is it? Uh, why are we better versions of ourselves when we're on vacation? That's oh, our- that is oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. So if I can just tell you, that is so crazy because I have been very intrigued by this idea of how we're more creative when we break routines and patterns and, yes. and vacations are great ways to do that. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Is that, is that, is that any part of your conclusion that you reached or <laughs> findings? It, it was, yeah, it was, it was. Yeah. It's the, you know, um, the, the main thing that I realized was when we remove a lot of the th- the knowns, you know, like when you're on vacation, like you don't exactly know what's going to be for breakfast and you don't exactly know, well, the things are that you're going to do that day and you you don't have like a set itinerary, even if you're on like a tour, you know, you, you, like if you're not in charge, you don't know what exactly all the things are. So I think it's the removal of all of those knowns that give your brain a lot of processing power to say like what's possible. Mm-hmm. That's that's great. And that's so true. You're right. So the thing that I I had to transition was people that was an interesting topic but to really affect change in people's lives i had to get it back home like literally and kind of conceptually like get people home and yeah because you can't be on vacation all every day right <laughs> that's right so <laughs> how do you take as much home? as we'd like to how do you bring that vacation feel vibe back home so that's where the transition to creating moments that matter came because i what i came to realize was that if you wanted to have a creative life a good life a be the best version of yourself. You know, different teachers say it different ways, but it's all kind of the same ethereal concept. I felt that the way to do that was in very small portions of time. Because, for example, Vicky, if I say to you, what does it mean to you to have a good life? You'd be like, well, that's a big question. That's like kind of Mm -hmm. difficult to answer. But if I said, what does it mean to you to have an enjoyable, relaxing, good morning? Or what does it mean to you to have a calm, nice, nourishing evening. You can think of a lot of specific things that you could do to make those times better. So that's how I transitioned from vacations to moments. <laughs> right. That's great. That's a really yeah. way. To, that's a really good way to do it. it. It makes sense to a lot of people, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when did tea come into the picture? Well, I so I've been blogging for ten years plus, and tea for four. So about six years, I did all kinds of different things. I hosted my own curated events, you know, like dinner parties, themed dinner parties or, um, wine, you know, wine tasting events, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Events are very hard. People who are thinking about an event business, I encourage you to think twice. <laughs> 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 I did. I sold other people's stuff. So like affiliates or like, you know, mm-hmm. reselling, I did sponsorships. That was, that was probably the longest running thing. Especially when that was pretty popular because, you know, our blog has a lot of recipes. You know, of course, food is, you know, how a lot of us come together. And so the food and drinks, it was easy to find sponsorships. But it just never seemed to add up to enough. And uh, my community, really, every time I would ask or interact with people, they would say, you should make something. Because, you know, that I would buy buy that, even if it, you know, 
wasn't for me or not some not something I was that interested in. I would support you. I would I would buy I would buy that. So I finally listened to what everyone was saying and made something. And when I sat down to think about what that would be, tea seemed to be obvious. Um, you know, there's different all these different kinds of teas, so you could pair them with moments, of course. But then mm-hmm. also I had lived away, you know, far away for so long, and I felt like there were a lot of teas and and flavors and combinations that I had experienced, you know, in different places and my career had taken me that weren't available here in the States. So it was kind Uh of a no brainer. So so you're kind of filling a need. Yeah. So I, uh, I found a mentor or I should say, you know, the universe kind of like, you know, delivered right to my front door, this person that was able to help me. I created four different blends um, the, the person that was helping me had a tea company and, you know, it was just a, men- you know, literal, just like mentorship, you know, apprenticeship kind of thing said, you know, she said, wow, your like concepts are amazing. You know, I'll help you get started. Cause I, you know, I think you'll be really successful. So I put out the four teas and I had a subscription cause I thought it would be fun to create a flavor every month. And it, I put those out and it took off and it took me literally like two years to just deal with the demand, like people would want more than I could make. And then when I would try to figure out how to make more and then it would cause, you know, new problems. Right. But it was finally, you know, at a point where the, the problems were like good problems to have <laughs> as opposed to <laughs> yeah. like, you know, the kind of the crappy problems that you're like, this sucks. Like, you know, I, I got to take on boring projects or things I don't really want to do just to mm-hmm. make ends meet. So. Right. You know, that is definitely a good, pe- too many people want you is a good, <laughs> good problem to have. Yeah, problem. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you grew from there, and then, um, so so how how fast did that grow? Well, uh, especially the subscription, which is what I seem to have become the most well known for, it was doubling like every month. Wow. It's just pretty crazy, especially during the holidays. Was 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 pretty hard to keep up I, with. Um, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah we're we're at, um, we're over two thousand people now, wow. which is uh, kind of a good place to be. Uh, and we have, I think, 30 different blends now in the store. That's, that's which incredible. Still, which is small, actually, compared to, you know, a lot of tea companies have, like, 200 yeah, or something. That's true, but it's not it's not so much about quantity as it is about quality. Yeah, and I'm kind of you particular know. about, you know, the, yeah. what what we choose. And so, so now, so your, your teas are organic, uh, non-GMO, fair trade, and hand-blended, correct? Yeah. 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 I mean, make yeah. everything in house. So a lot That's of tea companies are reselling, you know, like mm-hmm. wholesaler teas, but we actually make everything. Right. Yeah. And that's what makes it special. And, you know, I think that's what more and more people are kind of um, wanting today, you know, is, is things that are um, closer to nature. And, you know, especially with all the climate change stuff going on and all that, you know, that's a whole different thing. But uh, I think that that's more and more important to people. And so I think that's, you know, what's making you so much in demand along with your story. Yeah. And the quality is totally different. I mean, I think we've you know, we're in such an age where things are mass produced and like, you know, like I was joking about the Lipton tea bags and all of that. You know, you get all these mass produced and chain restaurants and all this kind of thing. And, you know, to your point, Andy, I think when you are exposed to things that are true, almost craft, you know, just Mm -hmm. craft, you really can tell the difference. And those are the things that add to your moments. Yeah. And you know, a funny, a funny thing I've noticed over the years. So when I, 
started the subscription, I it was it, it hasn't changed. It's the same concept. It's a surprise. It's a surprise to you every month. And um, I just started. I didn't really ask a lot of people's opinions. I was just like, this is what I want to do, and this is how much it's going to be, and I think it's a great concept. And we'll see. And people really gravitated towards it. But then once it started to get kind of a following, I would get people saying, well, how do I set my preferences, and how do I tell you that I don't want you know Earl Grey or I don't want that? And I actually told people no. They couldn't do that. And I had a lot of, like, a lot of, it's one of those things where if you, if we're on like a business show, you know, somebody would say, that's a terrible idea. You know, you're turning on my business. Don't do that. The you shark, know. You, yeah. you would be thrown out of the shark tank. For yeah, that I was going to say, that wouldn't fly on shark tank. But, um, but the thing is, the reason I do it that way is because, and of course, you know, if like if you're allergic to mangoes or something, of course, like, you know, that's not a problem. Right. But um, I've, I found that inclu- myself included, we've all had, like supermarket flavors from being a kid or, you know, a uh, young adult. And so we have like the wrong idea about what things taste like. Mm, yeah. That's so I true. find I get comments all the time about people that say like, wow, like I had no idea that, that you know, bergamot yeah. was, was an yeah. orange and it tasted like that. Wow. Thank you. Like I'm right. You know, so glad that I now like have this different perspective on, how things taste well, so. and I th- I think what I think what you're doing is going right along with your message um, of you know kind of doing things differently and breaking up that routine. And you know if if people go on your on your subscription and they can specify and they order exactly what they would get at the grocery store, the same the same you know f- type of flavor, then there's really no room for kind of uh, trying new things and and learning from that. So it kind of fits your message. Yeah, and if you don't like surprises, then just order from the store. You know, like just order from the shop. <laughs> right, like, exactly. So, like, yeah, it's right yeah. there. You don't need a subscription. <laughs> right, right. So over the last few years, I would say at least I don't know. I, I know here in in our city, we've gotten the Tivana and some more of those, which like, is which uh, is basically teas. Starbucks. Yeah, it's like Starbucks for tea. So if I'm just getting, I'm just going out and getting myself familiar with tea andy how would what would i look for in ingredient labels i mean like i, w- I went into tivana one time and they're telling me all this stuff that's in there and i have no clue what they're saying it's more of a foreign language what what if i what do i look for in loose leaf teas well okay so the the thing to look for is if the ingredients are listed if you can't get an ingredient list easily then i would say skip it because that's ridiculous i mean it's 2017 it does not right. cost that much extra mm-hmm. to print like a little paragraph with what's in it. So that's the right. first thing. Um, but the, once you get that, there's a lot of things that I like to call out is really annoying and uh, things to be avoided. A common one uh, with certain brands, and I won't name any names because you already named it, <clears throat> is <laughs> sugar. So they mm-hmm. throw in tons of different fruit that's all candied. So you might be thinking, uh, oh, wow, like I'm, you know trying to be paleo or I'm trying to get into ketosis or whatever your, you know, health challenges are. And then your, your tea has all this sugar dumped into it that you didn't know about. So candied fruits is uh, one to look out for. If you're vegan. Might as well be drinking a soda then. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not that bad, but it, yeah. but it is, yeah. it is that app. I've seen some, you know, they've got like seven of the eight ingredients are candied fruits. And it's mm. like, well, no wonder it's, mm. you know, so tasty. It's all sugar. No wonder this tastes so good. <laughs> yeah. uh, you also want to look out for, if you're vegan, uh, honey mm-hmm. can slip into in there. Mm-hmm. Not just honey granules, but sometimes you'll see um, like honey dipped 
uh, you know, bananas or chocolate chips or something like that. Oh. So, you know, if that is a, is a thing to look out for. Also for vegans uh, and, you know, vegetarians, if it says natural flavors and so as a, or, uh, as a, or, or sorry, artificial flavors as opposed to natural flavors. I mean, a lot of teas have, have, you know, all the different kinds of flavorings. It's very popular. I mean, I use them too, the essential oils, but if it says artificial, that's definitely a, a red flag for me. A lot of the artificial flavors have like weird, <laughs> like meat products or different things in them. So because there's so many choices, I that's, that's for me a, a skip, you know, right. no need. Yeah, we did a we did an episode a while back on what does that mean? Artificial, natural, all that kind of stuff. And yeah, you're absolutely mm-hmm. right. You're, it's just a, it's kind of a toss up as to what you can. Yeah, and there's plenty of choices. So I say, you know, skip it because you can find something else without it for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but then beyond that is once you've kind of seen that the label is, you know, thing that you understand kind of the basics going on with what's inside mm-hmm. the package, you know, just starting to familiarize yourself with the different kinds of bases and the different uh, really popular flavor profiles so that you have an idea of what you like and what you don't like. You know, do you like fruit? Do you like floral teas? Do you, how much caffeine can you handle? Mm. Um, And the best way to do that is to just try things. You know, um, if you have a local shop, like go in and, you know, order a cup and then take a few things home to try um, and experiment. Uh, The, 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 the one thing that uh, you should, if you're kind of like, and, and there's you did an episode an episode about um, teas before, and I think mm-hmm. you covered a little bit in that. But um, just, you know, getting your head around what are the basics. So, like, what's the difference between black, green, white tea, right. and then rooibos and honeybush, mm-hmm. which are the herbal kind of counterparts. Right. And I can talk about that if you want. But um, just, you know, yeah. getting your getting your basics down, I think, is helpful. Right. Well, um, now on your blog, I know you have a lot of articles. Do you have articles on um, like the different types of tea, like the black and green and white and, and all of those? We do. We can. Why don't we throw a link in the show notes for that? Yeah, definitely. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. We will put those. I see this. Uh, I'm I'm looking on his site and it said guide guide to loose leaf tea for beginners. Ah, there you go. Uh, That's like a pretty good one, too. Yeah, we'll definitely. Go. We'll link to those in <laughs> yeah. the show notes. Okay. Um, so how do you cold brew loose leaf tea so because there's the other challenge so let's just say you get it home like like we didn't we did uh a podcast on tofu it's oh great i bought my tofu now, now what do i do with it yeah. <laughs> exactly it's looking at me really funny <laughs> right <laughs> yeah so uh if you're doing a hot tea right you need an infuser of some kind whether it's one of those little mesh balls or the thing that drops down into the cup um i love a french press to do um, hot tea, but uh, we're getting into the warmer season, and you may also just be someone who likes iced tea all the time. And so, I 100,000% recommend cold brewing your iced tea. So, all that means is no hot water is involved, it's only cold water. And it's really simple. You're doing um, basically two teaspoons to eight ounces of water. So, that's maybe a little more tea than you would normally do for a hot cup. And you're going to put it in cold water in the refrigerator overnight. Take it out and strain it. That's it. Wow, that's so, so easy. So, yeah, it's really easy. To, you, you know, if you don't have any tea equipment, you can just throw it in a mason jar and then strain it out. You surely have a strainer or, you know, something that mm-hmm. you can um, 
do that for you. Or if you, you can even just throw in a fr- in your French press if you have like a big one. I, I have like one of the little tiny one cup ones that I use a lot, but it's not yeah. quite enough for a for a batch of cold brew. Now, why why are we cold brewing? That's an important one. Why are we cold brewing? Because it gets you the smoothest flavor. So if you think about um, the two of you, if I threw you in a hot shower and then I threw cold water and ice on you, you would feel shock, right? You would, you would notice that. <laughs> I would that. punch you. I would punch you <laughs> is what would happen. <laughs> right. So, uh, so we don't like that. And the tea doesn't like it either. It can uh, really bring out some of the more bitterness of the tannins. And there's some specific ingredients that just do not do well. Uh, like lavender is one that comes to mind. Yeah, it's just hot to cold. It's just not the same. That smooth, um, you know, that cold water, nice and smooth, just it's it's it gets you the best flavor. It's also great if you are trying to experiment with like green and white teas that have a lower temperature mm. um, for the boil. You know, they don't want the boiling water. So you might see on the label it says like 180 degrees or 175. And you're like, oh, my God, like I don't know how to do that. Well, you can right. do a cold brew and it doesn't matter. You don't need to worry about it. So that's why the cold brew. The only negative about cold brew is it really requires eight hours. So that's why I say overnight because then you have, you have plenty of time and you can't overdo it. Yeah. And then I also do it a second batch. So if you have a good, you know, fresh tea that you bought, you can do a second batch. Just strain off your tea and then do a new, you know, mason jar or pitcher with, you know, the tea that you just had. Throw it back oh, in wow. another batch the next day. That's great. That's uh, that's so good to know because, you know, I would have just chucked it and <laughs> not thought twice about it. Yeah, and it depends on what tea it is. You know, some of the herbal ones, maybe not so much, but definitely the greens and the blacks, um, especially green. Sometimes I notice I like the second batch a little more. You know, maybe it's kind of, kind of a grassiness or right. just takes better to lemon or honey or whatever, I, you know, whatever I'm having with it. But right. definitely oh, wow. give a second, give it a second batch to see how you like it. Okay. So you mentioned uh, like herbal teas and you mentioned lavender in particular. So what about um, making tea from what you grow in outside in your garden or even in your, your kitchen garden? Yes. Yes. That's always a lot of fun. And that's also a lot of fun too. If you want to be make you know, your own blended teas, you know, it's a lot of fun to maybe buy like an Earl Grey and then throw up, you know, your lavender in there or a pinch of mint. So, um, Making tea from the garden is pretty straightforward. Um, firstly, you need to think about um, planting things that are good for tea. Um, I'm really into the mints right now. And I don't know about where you guys are, but here in Oregon, there are like 50 million kinds of mint. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I see chocolate mint a lot. Mm-hmm. But there's now like apple and grapefruit and a pineapple. It's nut. It's nutty. It's nutty. But what's, right. what's nice is the flavor is really subtle and it's kind of fun, you know, like it's a great party sort of tea. Right. And so for those, you know, if you if you're going to use like a base tea, you could just pinch some leaves and throw that mint in there. But if you're going to just do the mint, then you'll want to throw it like in a dehydrator and mm-hmm. um, dry it and then chop up the leaves a little bit because uh, you might, that makes them a little easier to, you know, put in the strainer or whatever. Um, okay. But, yeah, I'm loving the mint. The mint is a ton of fun, and it's very versatile, you know, and the things that you can make with it. Um, lavender is another one that I really like. Um, just careful uh, with with um, using lavender. 
it's uh, a little goes a long way. <laughs> okay. So uh, yeah, so so like um like I love lavender lemonade at this time of year. Like lavender, it's just, it's it's a good dance partner. If you're just doing a lavender tea by itself, you really should think about like some rainbows or honeybush or hibiscus, like just getting something else in there. Otherwise, you might start to get that kind of soapy taste oh. of, the, of lavender, and that's uh, not a good look. So I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound that doesn't sound very um, appetizing or refreshing. No. And then the Unless other you one... have a smart mouth, and then you can wash your mouth out with lavender. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we'll let people choose that one. <laughs> and then I ha- I'll throw one more out that's a little offbeat, and that's rosemary. So rosemary okay. is actually really interesting com- combined with other tea flavors. So if you have rosemary, um, give it a try. It's really good with blueberry or blackberry. So if you have like kind of a berry tea, just throw that in there. You might you'll you'll notice it's a really interesting combination: the herbaceousness and the you know tart. Sweet berry taste. I never would have thought of that either. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it's another one. A yeah. little goes a long way. You don't you know? Yeah, need to open right. It up. A lot of you know. A lot of times, like we have a plant in our garden, and it it just appeared, you know, one year, and it's still there. So it's you know, <laughs> it's handy to just get right. a pinch. So that's good. Yeah. Okay, a lot of people like to ha- enjoy their spirits through you know yep. in the summer. What's a good tea for? Uh. For those types of drinks, I mean, you know, we've all heard of Long Island tea, but I doubt that's anything. Uh, that's the only drink. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that doesn't usually have tea in it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, I like hibiscus for a you know cocktail uh-huh. mixer because it's so it's so tart. Um, so anything where you're doing, if you're doing like cranberry tonic kind of thing, you could do a mm-hmm. hibiscus instead. Um, and that's also uh, healthy. I'm making air quotes here, you know. <laughs> uh, if you're doing infusions, um, like flavored black teas uh, are really good for that. Um, so, like, if you're um, doing, like, a, a vodka and you put, you know, like a strawberry black tea in it or some, something like that and mm-hmm. leaving it to uh, infuse, um, that's always uh, kind of a fun, you know, party trick. You want to make sure that you leave mm-hmm. enough time. Um, that's not an overnight. That's you need several days for those to sit. Um, I think one other cocktails. Um, I actually it, this is more a personal preference, so people can take it or leave it. But I think a lot of floral, um, the floral teas are actually really nice in cocktails. Um, hmm. Elderflower. I mean, I mean that one's probably not as much of a stretch because I think a lot of people have heard of elderflower liqueur. And, you know, elderflower is in a lot of teas. And then the elderberry, which is really tart. It's very different than the um, the flower, is also in teas. And I, I think those are really nice, too, is um, just, you know, to add, add something else to the cocktail. Like maybe, I don't know if it's because it adds a lot of smell. You know, a lot of cocktails, that there's more taste than smell. And mm. that floral piece invites, you know, something nice. But. Any tea that tea that has rose, lavender, chamomile, those kind of things, I think that I think it's really nice. Wow, that that would sound like a good by the pool type. For of sure, thing. for sure, just you know relaxing <laughs> yeah. in you know the yard after a long right. day, for sure. Yeah, if you just just if you're at the family reunion, make sure you label the one that has the uh, the vodka in it. So <laughs> every bunch of drunk drunk kids running around. Uh, so so yeah. So, so you know. Um, I want to move on to talk a little bit about your um, philanthropy and fellowship fund. 
um, you know, I, I know that, uh, I love your message and I love your tea, but I think that this is such an important part of your company and of, of who you are. And so I'd like, uh, I'd like for you to talk a little bit about that. Sure. It is, uh, it is really important to me. I think, you know, the, uh, no matter what side you're on, I think most people agree that the world in general is, uh, you know, in not the best shape. Uh, and so the best way for us to work on that is to, even if it's a little bit of time, a little bit of money, whatever we can to get back. And so we set aside around 1% of our profits into a separate um, project fund that we use to just do various projects. And I try to just pick things that kind of are a good fit with what we do, you know, the moments that matter mission. And I also try to include the community where we can. So just some examples of the things that have been happening recently. I, I got to kind of get my brain around that because I'm already planning the fall ones because sometimes they take a long time to get worked out. But uh, like this year for Valentine's Day, we all um, wrote letters to elderly people in nursing homes that uh, oh. couldn't, uh, you know, that needed a little bit of cheer. And then we, the company that the, the organization that we partnered with, um, uh, Love for the Elderly, I believe it's called, he does... Um, like these little surprise boxes too. So we sent, you know, a bunch of tea to put into those. Mm-hmm. Um, we are like a sponsored a free little library uh, in April, which is those, you know, you can put together like a little free library to put in your front yard. Um, that was mm-hmm. actually uh, one of our customers was doing that uh, for her like project. And so I said, well, don't I just match like whatever you make. So we did that. Oh, that was a that's fun. Yeah, those are so cute. I love seeing those. Every once in a while, we'll see one, you know, out in front of somebody's house. They're really neat here, especially in the neighborhood in Portland where where I live. They're everywhere, but I didn't realize that there was kind of an organization where you could just go yeah. and buy a kit. That's, uh, and then you can customize it because it doesn't come painted. So you can make it, you know, purple or orange or put flowers on it, whatever you right. want to do. But, right. Yeah. So they're kind of a balance. Um like uh, for the holidays last year, we sponsored a school in Mississippi on Donors Choose for a cho- chocolate party. Mm. And um, yeah, so we just kind of try to pick a, di- a range of different things. You know, one of the big themes themes for the fall is um, home- homeless children. Um, so I just try to cover, you know, a few little things. And I, I always ask uh, my customers and the community at large just things that they know about that feel like a good fit. So. Right. Well, that's great. I mean, I I think that it's so, like you said, I mean, in the world, the way it is today, I mean, we can all use as much uh, compassion and and helping each other as we can get. And this this just sounds perfect. Um, So, you know, I definitely want to keep up with what you guys are doing. And, you know, maybe there's some way that we can contribute as well. Awesome. And I just love your website. I've I've been... um just kind of as we've been talking, just looking at it, and you've just got some great, uh, even the accessories and all of that. That's awesome. It just it feels like you're going into a nice cozy tea uh, cafe or something. <laughs> Thanks. Well, very well, nice. Very nice vibe. Well, we're unfortunate in that we don't have like a store, so we have we have to mm-hmm. cultivate this online experience that is just as cozy, but then we have some benefits like the you know photography and the articles you know if we have an abundance of things to you know for you to look at hopefully it achieves a similar effect so 
Thank yes, you. Uh, very we, much uh, so. Very much put so. Put a lot of effort into it, so thank you. Yeah, it looks it looks wonderful. So we've talked about where uh, your website a little bit so people can find you at plumdeluxe.com. Yep. It's deluxe with where an else e. can they deluxe with an e and where else can they find you andy um that's our main storefront and then social media all the usual places pinterest instagram facebook and it's all like slash plum deluxe right and we'll link to all those in the show notes as well and then you also have and you have a newsletter correct yes so i've had a newsletter that i've sent out every sunday for over 10 years so I don't know how many that is. That's a lot of them. That's a lot. Of, that's, that's a lot a of lot. newsletters. And it's called The Blend, and it's a blend of uh, what's happened in the past week and what I'm looking forward to. And that's includes a message of the week from me and then, you know, a, a roundup of articles on the blog and any news. Like um, we always mention if, you know, we did a project like, you know, thank you, everyone. We sent 3,000 cards or hey you know we sponsored three libraries or you know whatever it happens to be so so the newsletter is the place to catch up on all the kind of the, that news and it's every sunday morning so it's only once a week so that's hopefully not too much no it's not at all i'm actually on your list and it's a it's a great newsletter um and you know i i need to aspire to be more like you because i have a hard time getting getting ours out once a month so uh, <laughs> so um you gotta just to commit and get it yeah, in exactly. your to-do list yeah. exactly exactly <laughs> um but kudos to you on that and yeah it, it's a really great newsletter of course you know it's it's laid out um beautifully like your website is and and uh so it's it's really great i i really recommend that everybody sign up and um keep up with what's going on thanks well andy we'd like to thank you for coming on the show i think you did a, you just amazing i'm just now i'm i feel like i just want to go out and brew some tea so thank you so much <laughs> exactly thank you so much and i'm looking forward to even reading i'm looking at your articles here how to host a trivia tea party that, that's awesome. There's a lot of good information out here. So uh, thank you so much for for uh, being with us today. Sure. You're very welcome. Okay. Well, that was our interview with Andy Hayes from Plum Deluxe Tea. And as we mentioned, we will have all the links in the show notes for you. Uh, do yourself a favor and check this place out. We, you know, we don't do, if you've listened to us for a while, we don't do too many interviews. I think this is actually like our fourth interview. Is that mm. right, Larissa? Uh, let's see. Farnoosh, Tim, Megan twice. And this is, this will be number okay, five. So number five. Twice. We don't do a whole lot because we want to make sure, um, you know, we, we're very selective, I'll say. And we, we just want to bring you guys a lot of good quality. And um, we, uh, we certainly hope we did that here. I think, uh, Andy has just got an amazing company, and we were very honored to be able to talk to him today. And a very great vibe and a very great mission. And uh, yeah, so it was a great interview. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. And again, look for all the links to all of his his articles and his uh, social media and website and everything on uh, on the show notes. All right. I think that does it for our episode this week. Until next time, peace out. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind. 